0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with the show. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. As my good friend TJ Johnson would say. In fact, he is here along with my good friend Josh great It's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching. Truly appreciate it. Hopefully you can support all of our other shows that are out there, including the Lakers Fast Break and Inside Sports fantasy football well each and every year we love to do shows based on some of the greatest things that are out there in pop culture and one of the things we'd like to touch on each and every year right after the big game aka super bowl well we couldn't even wait for it the super bowl end. we had to go ahead and talk about the best and worst super bowl commercials ads and trailers that came out during the super bowl So we're here to talk about that today. We're not even waiting for the overtime to end because we don't know when it'll end. So we're going to go ahead right now and bring it to you, our thoughts on the best who worst Super Bowl trailers and more in the world of pop culture. And here today to go ahead and talk about that are two great guys indeed, including, of course, my good friend from the Chicago area, Mr. TJ Johnson. TJ, great to have you. You guys are on the same uh, time zone, just to let you know, he's just down south, you know, he's Ooh. he's down south in, in the Texas area, but yes, same time zone. It is, of <laughs> course, Josh the Great Peterson as well. Great to have you guys here. I did want to let you know that I did climb up <laughs> the Paramount Mountain to oh. let you know, yes. So it's so well weird because well the Paramount experience uh, took place over the course of uh, the last four days of Super Bowl week. And one of the experiences that's there is they've recreated the Mirage Volcano. In fact, it takes place where the Mirage Volcano once sat. It's no longer going to be the case because the Hard Rock Hotel is moving in and they're going to put a tower there and a guitar there and all that stuff. So one of the things that they did was they reshaped the Mirage Volcano into the Paramount Mountain. You got to go ahead and experience different uh, aspects of the Paramount Experience, Star Trek, Ghosts. Uh, fire country so many of their great shows that you saw during the course of the broadcast if you're watching on television and it was just a pretty cool experience to go ahead and and just go through but it's just so weird guys you're on the las vegas strip you're in the actual place for years that was where you weren't able to go right there on the the mirage but where the mirage volcano was which is no more it's just so surreal to think that las vegas changes so rapidly and you know things that are were considered standbys are now no longer so i'll tell you what though it was a great experience again i climbed up the mountain they had a 4d experience just it was basically a paramount commercial (laughs) you know disguised as a little bit of mini theme park but it was good but Josh, make sure you go ahead and and out there, let everybody know about the HappyHoarder.com. What you got cooking on right there now before we get into the big Super Bowl ads?
1: Uh, We actually got a bunch of new uh, Trigun Funko Pops coming in for fans of the great 90s anime known as Trigun. Um, Some pretty cool stuff. So it'll be up next week. Check it out, www.HappyHoarderCollectibles.com.
0: There you go. Absolutely. Please go ahead and make sure you take that care, take care of that. And TJ, great to have you here. Both you guys, I am truly blessed whenever we have a group panel for today's show. <laughs> it is the Pop Culture Cosmos. And do go ahead and make sure everybody knows again we are broadcasting around the world on radio stations worldwide, or catch us wherever you can, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. All right, let's get into it. Do you want to go trailers first, guys, or do you want to go ads? I've got a whole I, lot to think, say about the ads.
2: I think trailers too easy. Uh, trailers? trailers too easy. We should probably go ads first, and then we didn't go into the trailers because the trailers are just easy. It's they were great. A lot of them. A lot of them were really good.
0: Okay. All right. So okay. So we'll go into the ads, and I'll say this, guys. Uh, I've not only been you know talking to you guys about the ads. I've been talking to the family at home here, but I've also scanned online with several news outlets who've been grading it live as we've they've been seeing it. And it's oh interesting. This is probably on record to be the most divisive group of ads I have ever seen. Because where TJ told me about what his feelings regarding the ads one way, my wife and others have been saying others, and in fact, you take a look at some a lot of the ads that have been graded already out there by you know the different news reports and news outlets. I'll give you an example. Let's take Yahoo and the New York Times. New York Times right on their front page has an ad that they think is the best ad of all of them. Yet, when you go to Yahoo, they give that same ad an F and F on their grading scale. So that tells you the diverse ads out there. So TJ, I am going to start with you, my friend. What are the best ads you can say that you've seen today at the super bowl or big game sorry nfl if i say that too many times
2: <laughs> well first gerald thank you so much for allowing me to have another opportunity on the pop culture cosmos uh, <laughs> i appreciate it. <laughs> i appreciate you letting me on man and josh it's been far too long my friend we can't do that anymore i miss you yeah seriously <laughs> <laughs> um but you know, to me, guys, I, I have to say this is probably, and obviously, this is divisive. So get get ready. Uh, but I think this is probably one of the weakest Super Bowl ads, uh, one of the weakest collection of Super Bowl ads um, that I've seen in a recent memory. I don't think I had one that was really like, "Wow, this is incredible." I had a couple. that I was like, "Okay, that was clever," and a couple that were like, "All right, well, okay." Like, it's not bad. Don't get me wrong. Like, they weren't bad, but there was nothing that stood out. Like. Oh, they really put a lot of time and effort and thought and work into this one nothing came across as overly flamboyant um i think one of my favorite ones was probably the the, the bet mgm uh the one where it was all like everybody can play but tom brady uh, yeah. i feel like tom brady was all over the super bowl for not being yes, in the super was. bowl he was everywhere it was the funniest thing i almost played a drinking game called how many times can you spot tom brady uh but... But I think my favorite, I have two that were my favorite. One was the Kawasaki ad with Stone Cold. Uh, as a wrestling aficionado, that's that's my boy, right? So the they one with Stone the Cold mullet. was fun. The, it's the, all about the mullet. Yes. And then the other one that I thought was actually a lot of fun, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, besides the bad NGM, was the Arnold Schwarzenegger one, the uh, like a good neighbor, neighbor, State, State Farm Agent is there. <laughs>
0: Agent State Farm.
2: I had fun with those. And that's just, you know, very, very tongue in cheek. And obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger being uh, as huge of a iconic figure as he is. I thought that was really kind of cool and kind of funny. And still throw Jake from State Farm in there, too. My wife and I were talking about the fact that Jake can never go anywhere. He's he's forever linked to State Farm. He's probably the longest running spokesperson. Uh, I think he had, I think he actually outlasted flow. The flow for Progressive was around agree. for a while, too. No, she's still there. Yeah, but she doesn't do it as frequently. She's kind of every once in once in six months type thing. Jake I is a still
0: progressive today. That's
2: that's That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's been a weird Super Bowl, man. No progressive. Yeah. Um the the Beyonce commercial, my wife was ecstatic because she couldn't wait for the Beyonce. She knew there was gonna be a Beyonce commercial. Uh Jared, we talked about you know, my wife's a fiction for Beyonce. Yeah. And she was so disappointed because she felt like it was just a it no straight up of...
0: doritos it was dinamita is what they were proposing that that what they were pitching today as far as doritos are concerned not not doritos straight up i believe it was dinamita <laughs> flavored yeah. chips that they were doing instead which is it fine that's a new product it... one that they want to put hey, out there you
2: know what it was that and it was a t-mobile one
1: yeah the yeah. t-mobile one the the yeah. doritos commercial though i don't know for being a chip commercial had some pretty good like fight choreography in there i was
2: like I no, would agree I, with you with that.
1: Yeah, I, I could watch a movie with two old ladies fighting a young kid over a bag Doritos. That would be cool. Weren't
2: they from yeah. My Big factory Wedding?
1: Yeah, that's what I, from that? I yeah think, Oh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah so all, of, in all, all in all, all in all. Well. Yes. Yeah, all in all, I thought the commercials were okay. I really, like I said, I didn't get super up about any of them. Um, the movie trailers was a different story. I know we'll talk about that later, but the commercials, by and large, I would probably give them a C. A C plus, maybe B minus, and I think the B minus might be generous. It's probably what I can see the C plus. I, I really just didn't. I could have done without the commercials this year.
0: Go ahead, Josh, my friend. What are your thoughts on the ads of some of the uh, you know, best and maybe worst Super Bowls? Whatever hits you as far as the Super Bowls are concerned? Ads are, okay, concerned.
1: first of all, nothing will ever top that Doritos commercial. I forget what Super Bowl it was. Machine and on the, the old guys. Oh, when here. he gets hides yeah.
0: inside the machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah. kid leaves yeah. and he comes yeah. out, and the
1: old guys there he goes, Timmy, you got so
0: old. Um,
1: <laughs> but, uh, no, I don't know, I wasn't like too impressed with these. I, I like the, the Uber Eats commercial, was pretty funny with uh jelly roll you know and he like forgot oh There's yeah probably, like, yeah yeah. not yeah. coming off yeah. um <laughs> you know, that was pretty funny and then there was one homes uh, out of all the like homes.com commercials that were on there the one where they shot the champagne cap through the yeah through the
2: yeah about that, that, was,
1: that was funny but um yeah. other than that man yeah i wasn't too impressed the bud i did enjoy the budweiser commercial though like where they're on the horse sled and they're delivering the beer i don't know it's just kind of Always got to have the Clydesdales. Yeah. yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. But. yeah, man, I, I don't know. There's nothing, nothing like left me rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. You know, I guess I was kind of expecting that, uh, but uh, yeah, they didn't really deliver.
0: I can just tell you for me. The Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Ben Affleck, yes,
2: I forgot about that. Tom Brady, that and J Lo, that was, good. That was and good, of course, that was good.
0: Matt Damon doing the scene stealing, as far yes. as it's concerned, in it. That when yes. they tried to go ahead and, and get on her new album, I think that for me was yeah. my shining light out of all of them. Uh, cool. I will mention though, the BMW Christopher Walken commercial has been again that, that one specific ad that is. Been both uh, praised and roasted all at the same yeah. time. Again, as I mentioned, uh, New York Times gave it an A, and Yahoo gave it an F. So yeah, that one's all over the place. As people, I guess it, it all depends on how you think the Christopher. Everybody's sounding like Christopher Walking gag. How far you take that? Um, I think they've done that
1: before, though.
0: Yeah, well, he gets it yeah. all the time. That's the that's the butt of the joke. <laughs> that's the whole he point. Gets right? it, he gets it. Uh, you know, every day of his life, seemingly I've I imagined. But Homes. dot com, yeah. Some of the ones outside of the one you were talking about, I really was not imp- too impressed about that. Uh, the political and religious, <coughs> they're there, they're there. You know, whether or not people agree that they should be there or not should be there, you know, that's that's up to you. Uh, again, we don't touch on those subjects here on the show, but they're there. They s- spent the money, and the NFL took it. So. They're there, and, and and so there you go on those. But I will say though that the the ones that really just it's just so hard to go ahead of, because, like you said, the the ads this year seemingly were all over the place. They're all big budget, which tells mm-hmm. me that these are not cheap to make anymore. You cannot seriously get out with Mount. You know what? they Talk about two, three, four, five million dollars for a thirty-second to a minute ad these days, guys. So this is big money. I mean, even those, the T-Mobile commercial with Jason Momoa doing his version of Flashdance. And Flashdance was referenced. <laughs> God forbid, that movie was made in, what, 1980, 81? I'll look, I have to look it up. But it's a classic. 40 years later, if you would have told me it would be uh, demonstrated on not one, but two Super Bowl ads, I would have told you you're crazy. And sure enough, it was because there was also a gummy bear candy commercial oh, yeah. that utilized oh, the you know scene from flash dance as well so <sighs> we guys about
1: that disney commercial though like that that was one of the crazy. famous
0: quotes yeah
1: right. but that was just them that was it's such a lazy commercial and they're just yeah. that them shoving it in their face like well we know y'all struggle to uh pay for your super bowl ads but look at this we're just gonna put some words on the screen because we can
0: instead of putting the actual product yeah, but not, so let's go ahead let's go ahead and talk about the real bad one that stood out to you because I have one that i really thought stood out that's really bad and really misappropriated the actual product that they should have been represented Tj is there one that comes to mind to you that really stuck out as being not so good
2: no uh in a sea full of mediocrity and- they were all just kind of a lot of them. I'm just gonna say all, but like ninety percent of them were pretty much just um I didn't have one that was like that doesn't even make sense um to me. Uh, but I not that I can think of, no. John and I don't know if that's a good I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, you know. At least that might that a trip, might be a something bad should make thing you feel something, right?
0: Yeah, that might be actually a bad thing. Cause like if yeah. you were, were in an office, because that's what they do, they send these out before they show them to you out the the John Q public out there. Yeah, They actually go to, you know, focus testers and, you know, they sit people in rooms. You know, what do you think about this ad? You know, and whatnot. They right. sit people. So if you're there and you're unfazed by it, that's probably yeah. the worst thing. That's like in wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Or yay. Or cheer. Right. Yes. Don't sit on your hands. That's the worst right. thing you can do. But uh Josh, was there any bad ones that really stuck out to you?
1: The Volkswagen commercial was weird to me.
0: That's one that, it, those are the ones you see those because they're just like celebrating this is you know we're showing off they're celebrating yeah. our entire history it's not actually you know, selling you nothing anything now
1: no i realize that but it's like they're they're incorporates like a part of american history but anyone who's like ever looked at a history textbook has seen volkswagen like in the same time period that they're showing that so i don't know it's just like a weird thing to
0: mm. me
2: you know <laughs> What are yeah. we celebrating here? Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's, it's almost, just,
0: it was it, almost like an ego trip. I mean, we see, yeah. I've seen that before for yeah. Super Bowl commercials. So that's like we're not actually selling you our product, we're just telling you we've had a lot of products for like years and years and years, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. what purpose yeah, does it serve? Right, yeah. and there's just better ways to inspire people to get a Volkswagen. You know, better ways <laughs> to spend money too on your on your ads because those ads aren't cheap. We're talking several million dollars just to put those spots. To buy those spots, not let just make those spots, buy those spots, as I talked about it as well. So, yeah, it, it's it's very, uh, very concerning when you see something like that. But the, probably for me, the worst ad uh, I saw this year, or the it, let's say the ad that I would be shaking my head on Monday morning, like, I spent money for this, was the Pringles ad with Chris Pratt.
2: Oh, Chris Pratt. Oh, that's right.
0: Because oh. you're more worried about the mustache on your logo character then you are the, what, 20, 25. Okay, I, I'll give you an example. I said this on the Lakers Fast Break the other day. I went to the store the other day and my my daughter said, just go get me a random Pringles. She said, I said, what flavor? Pick one, Dad. So I go to the store. Yeah. There's rows and rows and rows of Pringle flavors. Now I got her a cheesesteak flavor and actually tasted like a cheesesteak. But the idea is when you're in that 30 seconds to a minute, you want to show your consumers what you have to offer as a product. And to me, instead of showing Chris Pratt worrying about his mustache and whatever locale he was in or whatever fake movies you know, scene he was in, show your 20 to 30 different flavors of Pringles and show the consumer that how many choices you have for flavors. <clears throat> that to me makes a better utilization of the money and time that you're spending on these commercials. That, and that's just me. I, I, that's just me. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You know, we look back at even last year, or maybe it was the year prior to with the Mr. Peanut. And and, you know nothing about their show they think about like literally just yeah, where they killed off. Mr. That was just
0: off Yeah,
2: you know, it's it's more fan service. It's more the fact that I I think uh, the way I took that commercial is Chris Pratt has kind of done everything Chris Pratt is Star-Lord. He's Mario. He's like your franchise Person in almost every franchise it seems like so I took it as a Chris Pratt now has something else he can be um so it, it didn't really bother me because again, a lot of these ads are super super flus anyways, completely unnecessary. And a lot of them aren't really necessarily showcasing the product that they're selling. It's really just for giggles, right? So I don't I don't particularly care that they didn't show the flavors. Um I didn't particularly have a problem with the ad, but I'll also, again, go on record as saying it didn't stand out as man, this is a really good ad. It was really whatever. And as we both mentioned already, that might be one of the worst responses as opposed to I loved it or I hated it. So,
0: Josh, what are your thoughts on that, my friend? Uh I don't know. I kind of laughed
1: because, you know, like TJ said, Chris Pratt is is everything. And I think he's he's painful, not not painfully, but he's very aware of that. And I think that that's yeah. where the joke is coming from. But um yeah, I mean. Pringles. Was
0: it, was was the commercial was supposed to be about him or about Pringles?
1: That well, that's what I was about to say. Like Pringles, I think they were they removed the focus from their product and put it more on Chris Pratt, which kind of defeats the purpose of it, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's what the point. Is. If I'm spending million, if I'm a company spending millions of dollars to get people to buy more of my product. It just seems like it, like you said, it's defeating the purpose of doing so. Especially when you have something that has so many different choices, and you want to get that out there that you have so many different choices for flavors, as Pringles does. It's not just what the red can that you can go in there and you get the stack, and there you go, you you chew it, and then there you go. Absolutely, you munch crunch, and there you go. But until you go and you find the crumbled ones on the bottom, and then you're like, man, that that's not that it's terrible, man. But oh well. <laughs> You know it because that's the problem. By the time you get to the bottom, it's all crumpled up and crushed and all that, and you know, forget <laughs> about that. But it is, of course, uh the pop culture cosmos Thanks so much for joining me. It is TJ Johnson and Josh Peterson. So th- was there any other ads for you guys that stuck out this year for DC Bowl?
2: Not for me. I mean, I think the one that you mentioned that I don't know I forgot about because my wife and I were rolling was the Dunkin' Donuts one. I to see Ben Affleck in that way hip hop, dancing, whatever it is you want to call it, rapping. Um, I thought it was hilarious. That is that again, I don't know how I forgot about that because we were rolling on the floor the entire time. So that was definitely the best Super Bowl ad to me of the day. Uh by far. Like not even close. And it's I feel terrible that I forgot about it. Like that's
0: Jack Harlow was in it as well. Yeah, man, it was great. SMJ, Tom, yeah.
2: Tom Brady again, J Lo uh, Matt Damon, like there was so many people in that commercial and again, but even, even still, well, I guess that one, they did advertise a lot of Duncan. So that's, that's fair. That's fair. And it wasn't about Duncan, but they had Duncan in there.
0: Well, again, I guess they're legitimately naming a drink after them as well. So
2: yeah. (laughs) yeah, no, that was the best one. That was the best one.
0: Josh, any thoughts? Uh,
1: uh no, I mean I guess I also forgot about the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. I couldn't hear most of it because my kids were like screaming in the living room. But uh,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm, I I do want to go back and watch. I did love how like their their Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are always playing on yeah. their, like their yeah. weird, like uh you know their bro love affair that they're having. Like I love
2: right. you know they
1: the thing <laughs> on Jimmy Kimmel right where they did the the song with Josh Groven and all that. I don't know if you guys remember that? But yeah, I don't know. It's okay. always fun to see them.
0: Well, what I'm going to do, okay, if you're in and around the Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, please like and follow us there. But uh, I tell you what, if you go ahead to there, I will post the link from the New York Times article. Now, mind you, you, if you disagree or agree, obviously that's up to you. But what it does have is it has attached the YouTube videos for all those commercials. So you can decide for yourself exactly which ones you like or don't like. If you want to go ahead and do that. So I put that in pop culture cosmos on Facebook. So please let us know your thoughts out there on the best and worst Super Bowl ads for this year in the big game. Please let us know pop culture cosmos and yahoo.com. Always love talking about it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, actually Ben Affleck's done a, he's done a couple of really good yeah. ones. Yeah, as yeah. far as the Super Bowl ads. So he
2: he
0: he knows when he does those memes in real life with him looking depressed about. <laughs> at least he knows he's very familiar with Yeah, his, he's uh, aware. Yeah, he's, he's aware. aware. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's definitely aware. But uh before we we uh, head on out today because we still got plenty of time left on the show. I want to make sure we get in the movie trailers and I didn't see too many. That's probably the first yeah. big thing that uh, it might be a problem. Uh, the industry as a whole is down. It hasn't really re- fully recovered from the you know, the coronavirus and the uh, fact that not everybody has gone back to the, the theaters. But this year, heading into this weekend, which was one of the worst weekends in years, including the COVID uh, times where, where movies were shut down or movies were lightly attended, the attendance was super down for a super bowl weekend and on not not only that uh, attendance is down 15 percent below that last year which has still not fully recovered been up to the levels before the pandemic so that alone is going to be a problem but as we saw there wasn't that many trailers that came out but all of them were pretty good all of them were pretty good i uh, want to hear your thoughts though tj obviously the big one it's Marvel restructuring <laughs> of the entire Marvel landscape for their movies and how they had once four movies scheduled for this year and now only one that's coming out on July 26th. It is no longer Deadpool 3. It is Deadpool and Wolverine. So tell me your thoughts. You got a chance hopefully to take a look at not only the teaser but maybe also as well the larger trailer which I actually posted on Facebook at Pop Culture Cosmos. Your thoughts on Deadpool and Wolverine? Now seeing what they could do, to destroy the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
2: <laughs> um, as only
0: the, as only Deadpool can do.
2: <laughs> yeah. First of all, just to 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 kick it off the entire trailer with that reference to uh, pegging, and I'm not you know I'm used to pegging, but Disney's not. And a quick shot to the camera. I thought it was okay. I'm like, we are back. This is the Deadpool that I've come to expect. Uh, I think there was always gonna be an initial concern once Deadpool and the the rest of the Marvel uh, characters join the MCU because of how R-rated Marvel can be um, and especially with those particular characters. Uh, So it was definitely a concern of mine bringing that version of Deadpool into the MCU. Uh, But I'm very, very happy to see that they left him intact. They left him telling his, his crass and his crude humor Intact, and uh, that's going to be kind of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed the trailer, uh, just because it was something that we were all really hoping to see, and I feel like they delivered a lot of the things that we had to endure over the course of this MCU downward spiral, spiral, if you if you would. Um, seeing things like the TVA uh, being brought into the fold and brought being brought into that movie. And, um, they
0: buffed up the TVA soldiers. I'll just go ahead and say that out loud. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They're huge yeah, now. They, yeah. They, I don't know. They must have put them <laughs> on steroids. But they, maybe it's the fact when you go to a TV budget to a movie budget, my friend. But yeah, they yeah. things
2: change be, a little they, bit.
0: They were jacked up.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah. <laughs> um, that. but I thought that was a, I thought that was a whole lot of fun. Obviously, them changing the name to Deadpool and Wolverine was interesting, considering the fact that they didn't even hardly show Wolverine. But that's okay because we've seen enough stills, we've seen enough images that have been leaked to know what Wolverine looks like in this movie, and I think that, for me, helps helps lend to the excitement of it. So I'm completely fine with them not showing him. He's there. We know he's there. So now I guess it's not like this is a surprise. I almost wish they would have kept it a surprise if they could have, but in, a, in the day and age of where we are now, that would have been nigh impossible. So they just embraced it and let it happen. Um, by and large, I- I'm excited for that one. I thought that was, that's going to be a whole whole lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Finally, uh, MCU that, film I'm looking forward to. <laughs>
0: Well, let me ask you this: this movie, and I'm gonna get to you, Josh, so you can have plenty of time to talk (coughs) about this as well. Uh, this movie, you know, all funny and kidding aside, this movie has to has a lot of pressure on it. Oh, yeah, the the Disney Corporation is writing a lot on this film to repair, undo a lot of damage, and I don't want to say save, but for a company that had several disappointments last year to box office it has to turn around uh it may, i don't know say the industry or just at least from the disney sense it has to turn around their movie business going forward tj that's a lot of pressure
2: it really does and and the nice thing about uh, hold on side of that i almost feel like i lost you here
0: yeah it's uh kc uh, has just won the super bowl so uh got you, tj are you there tj
2: got Yep, I'm back now. Sorry, I feel like I lost you for a second. No worries. Um, yeah, I think there is a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on Disney for this movie to be successful, um, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, you know, as we've all been made painfully aware, they've been on a a bit of a of a downward trajectory. Uh, people have kind of lost interest in. Felt like they've gotten too woke all the above none of the above i don't know uh doesn't change the fact that they're just not super super interested in a lot of the marvel content lately and to be fair they're trying to throw a lot of content at us that make us care about people other than the original avengers uh who we grew up loving for the last 10 to 15 years and they're expecting us to try to have that same love with others and it's not really working out quite that um there's a lot of pressure um but I think that this one in particular is up to the task, considering the fact that you've got a fan, absolute fan favorite in Hugh Jackman uh, being back as Wolverine. I mean, let's face it, there's nobody that anybody really wanted to see in the role but Hugh Jackman. And I'm pretty sure this is going to be his swan song, his, his actual final swan song out of the role. But there is what, rumors that
0: would be there for Secret Wars.
2: Oh, okay. We'll see. That's my first time hearing that. But there you go. So, with that being said, I Could think that. Possible. It absolutely could. I mean, with the with the emergence of the the multiverse, that anything is really possible at this point. So, uh, I do think that they have quite a bit writing on this. But I think that this particular movie, because of the fanfare behind it, because of the popularity of both main characters Deadpool and Wolverine, uh, that they absolutely have the potential just to deliver on this. So, I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I, I believe it's going to get to tonight.
0: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, planet cool stuff has got you covered planet cool stuff exclusively on jinx esports tv canada josh obviously like i said there's a lot of pressure and a lot riding on this for disney and marvel uh were you at least impressed with what you've seen with the first glimpse at deadpool and wolverine
1: yeah actually i was i was pretty excited seeing that so i missed the the you know the, the teaser in the beginnings so i was cooking dinner and all that but then i you know i went back and watched the trailer and all that but um yeah no i mean i i honestly it was it was it was it was a fun trailer you know i liked seeing uh pyro is back from x-men it was x-men 2 i think they showed him he's just a lot older looking now um and they showed the the scene with hugh jackman see i would have loved i know that we know that he's there but i would have loved to hear some kind of like quip back and forth between them because it, it felt by the time the trailer was over it felt very much like those old um you know, uh, Wolverine origin comics when he would fight Deadpool would just randomly show up at different points in the story and they would fight <laughs> each other. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited. Cause so I have not actually finished uh, Loki yet. So I, now I'm like, Oh great. Now there's more that like, I got to go back and watch. I got to go check out the the uh, TV and stuff, but you know, beyond financial responsibility like this is more of i know i'm falling there's too much man i like i started watching echo and i never finished it and it's just i'm trying i'm trying they've kind of been handed like a golden goose egg right like because all this stuff with jonathan majors was kind of ruined their plans so now they get to go through and like the mess with all the multiverse timelines and this is their opportunity to fix or not fix, but like move the MCU in the trajectory that they want to go after, you know, whatever is going on with King the Conqueror. Like if they want to veer it away from him and go towards Galactus or whoever might be coming next, like this is their opportunity to do that. And it kind of, all the pieces all fell fell in place at the right time, and if they blow this opportunity, then yeah, we're gonna
0: end up right where we are right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any for thoughts sure. on that to
2: add on to that, TJ, or? No, he's absolutely right, I mean, I, it, as unfortunate as the circumstances are between uh, Jonathan Majors and, and everything that happened, um, rather people love this character and hate this character, uh, unfortunately, due to the timing of that, this really is a situation where this is a nickel breakdown. They absolutely can pivot. I don't think that they will. I think that they're going to either, they, I think they're going to have to just recast uh King of the Conqueror and just move forward because they've already got so much invested into that storyline. Um, but they can absolutely start to plant seeds to move past him um, in these sense that they do want to pivot, uh, they, they can't just walk away, but they can start to kind of move past it and kind of make it maybe lesser and lesser of a great and try to find a way to incorporate somebody else. But this is absolutely the time, and this is absolutely the, the, the way that they're going to have to win back the trust of the fans. And what I mean by that is, they, as I said, they're throwing a lot of stuff at us. Rather you like that or, or, or dislike that is up to your personal taste but by and large there's been a a, he, a good amount of people that have been very vocal about their distaste for that um whether you like it or not it's it's where they've gone and for them to win back those particular fans and those particular critics and, and what have you they're gonna have to do something kind of drastic um and they this is kind of like a like like Josh said it's almost like a last last minute it's like hail mary this is Patrick Mahomes in overtime to win the, the Super Bowl, right? This, <laughs> <laughs> you like? like did. Bad, yeah. um, this, is, this, is, this is their last chance, and and last chance in the sense of the way we know the MCU today. I'm sure the MCU is going to be around, but it's just not going to be the same that we we come to see for so long. So, uh, I'm excited to see it, but this is by far this this is they they're on they're on their heels, but <laughs> they're on their heels big time.
1: I mean, would you say almost like as bad as the DCU was by the time it, yes. it got to its yes. last or even now with yeah. the James Gunn stuff? Like, it, what's going to happen to superhero movies?
2: Yeah, I almost think, I almost, I hate to say it, but I, I think this is worse, and I say that because the MCU was so loved. It was so high, and for it to have fallen so far so quickly. I mean, let's be honest, Endgame was only a four or five years ago at this point. It wasn't like it was that long ago that we had the penultimate of Marvel Entertainment. Um, so for them to have such a swift and sudden fall from grace, it's almost—it's more disappointing to me than the entire DC, uh, the DC universe, the entire Zack Snyder. Justice Leagues and all, all that combined is not as disappointing as how far Marvel has fallen out. Because
0: they, they never reached out. the higher heights.
2: Exactly. So they, they were already kind of just there. It was kind of expected. They were like the little brother, right? But this was like top dog. And to see the, the top dog fall from grace so far, um, it was it's very disappointing. So I, I would absolutely put them in worse condition than DC if Deadpool and Wolverine does not succeed. Yeah,
0: we'll find out what that is going to be. But please uh, go ahead and Check out our thoughts when the movie comes out in late July, July 26th. Uh, it's funny because all these other movies are circling around like vultures around the <laughs> beginning of May. Uh, and it's May far, 10th. Guess, May 10th. May 10th in some cases because the fact that there's no Marvel movie there yeah. for the first time in a long time. So a lot of these uh, films are taking advantage. So one of the films that's coming out here in the not-too-distant future July 19th, a week before Deadpool and Wolverine is Twisters. So this is supposed to be the spiritual successor in some form or fashion. Looks just like the same old type yeah, of does. truck and all <laughs> yeah, the, just like the little things that come out of the truck, just like you know, we saw Even
1: it looks a little bit like Bill Paxton.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I thought the same thing. Josh, <laughs> I'll start with you first, my friend. Are you excited for Twisters? and I got to put the s on there.
1: <laughs> I am actually that that was uh, Twister and the day after tomorrow is like my rainy day movies yeah. and I don't know there's something cuz I remember being a kid and watching Twister on on a VHS tape, you know, in my buddy's living room and thinking like wow, that was really cool and but and here I am, you know, in my in my 30s saying like wow, that's really cool. So I don't know, I'm <laughs> I'm excited. Maybe that's just nostalgia fueling that view, but I mean, I, I think it looks cool.
0: Okay. TJ, your thoughts on Twisters?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I feel just like Josh. It's a very uh, nostalgic excitement that I had when I seen the title. And again, everything, the font looks the same from the title. Um, as I said, the gentleman looks very similar to Bill Paxton. It, it, the it very much playing. screams... Yeah, it very much screams early 90s or early to mid-90s disaster flicks like The Day After Tomorrow or 2000 disaster flicks like The Day After Tomorrow and, and all those. So I, I, I'm i'm looking forward to it especially you know selfishly uh tremaine jr is starting to have this real interest in i don't know how i feel about it but he's got this real interest in like disasters so like he likes to youtube planets falling on buildings uh, on youtube and he likes to look up tornadoes and he likes to look up like the solar system so he's got this this thing where he's exploring a lot of different stuff and tornadoes is big on his list right now so um obviously making sure that the content is, 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 appropriate or at least close enough for a child. I'd look at that, but it's, it's, it's kind of fun to have that same parallel. Right? Like I had interest in tornadoes when I was younger too. So it's kind of cool yeah. to see it passed on to the next generation.
1: Yeah. I Fair tell enough. you though, that movie hits a lot differently after i moved out here to texas so it's uh, we're like, <laughs> right it on tornado alley here so anytime we hear those sirens we gotta get in the hallway with a bunch yeah. of <laughs> there
2: you go get out Get know now a
0: an ip that has been made to be a decent ip that's out there thanks to the work of john krasinski behind the scenes uh is uh, the quiet a quiet place yeah and uh a quiet place a day prequel, one yeah. part one the prequel which shows day one what happened because you know obviously if we don't show something or don't start off with the it taking place on the day one eventually they're going to get back to day one as always you know they talk about it all the time they do eventually do a prequel on it and so it stars Lupita Nyong'o as uh, the the main person in peril from, from all these aliens and, and just how it started and uh, I know that, again, it has worked so well so far for this series. Your thoughts, TJ, on A Quiet Place uh, Part 1, uh, as far as Day 1?
2: Um, you know, I was excited when I, I got to see the trailer, um, especially because I was disappointed with the Quiet Place 1. Let me start over. I didn't think A Quiet Place needed a sequel. I think there are some movies that are okay to just exist and be these shots like uh, uh, Cloverfield. The original Cloverfield, I didn't think that there ever needed to be a sequel. I didn't think there ever needed to be anything. I know everybody wondered or what I mean, happened I mean, afterwards. It was
0: absolutely terrible. They got a big they had big
2: nothing spot. to do with it, but claim it had something to do with it. They just happened to have the same name, and they tried it. Yeah, something like that. It, there's some movies that just don't need it. A Quiet Place, I thought, was a perfect, perfect, not a perfect film, but a really, really, really good film that didn't necessarily need to have something tied up with the bow as a nice ending. And I didn't really necessarily need to see how it began. But since they did grace us with the second film which was still pretty good wasn't as good as the first but still pretty good um i i I miss the dynamic of john krasinski and emily Blunt. obviously being real life husband and wife has huge benefits to working together as a movie husband and wife because that chemistry that that cohesiveness is already naturally there um so very very similar to the way andrew garfield and emma stone were so good in the spectacular spider in the amazing spider-man films um, rather you like the movies or not is irrelevant um so now that we get to go back and spend more time with krasinski and emily blunt and their role as husband and wife and in this world that they've created um actually i'm looking forward to, to seeing it i'm now that i've gotten a bit more of the story with the second one i'm kind of curious as to how it all started so i didn't know it was coming but now that it's here or now that it's almost here on the precipice of it being here uh, i'm definitely more intrigued than i thought i would be so yeah, I'm I'm all for it, and your John Krasinski is awesome anyway. So
0: yeah, well, that's true. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, your thoughts, my friend, because he's actually John Krasinski is making another movie yeah, yeah. that uh, we talked about. Yes, <laughs> that was
1: that was the best commercial of the Super Bowl, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> so yes, so let me hear your thoughts, my friend, on a quiet place day one.
1: So, I okay, I want to speak to John Krasinski's death in the, the original Quiet Place movie. It felt very unnecessary to me, but I yes! see why he did it because you know it allows him to like focus more, I guess, on
0: directing. directing.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. No. I know it just it just, it just felt like it didn't need to happen. You know, I was sitting there thinking, like, well, there's maybe like 20 better ways you could have done that and not died, but you know, what do I know? Um, but no, I it, it was it looks cool. I mean, I it you guys are you. Sorry, you talked about Cloverfield and how you know all they share is a name and just like little bits of the the lore and mythology. Um, a quiet place does that, but it's all within like a, a time span that feels close and connected. So, like even though you don't need to see a quiet place, too, it feels it's still feels organic it still feels like it belongs there so i'm just hoping that they do that with the the quiet place day one which i imagine they will do because they you know like tj said they did an amazing job with the first two films so um yeah, I mean, is it something I'm going to go out to the theaters to watch? Probably not, but yeah, when it cruises onto Paramount Plus or whatever, I'll probably I'll give it a watch. <laughs> uh,
0: I want to mention uh, again, which, speaking of John Krasinski, that he has a uh, children's movie called uh, Well, maybe not be such a children's movie. We'll see. Yeah, it's Ryan I don't know. <laughs> it, it's supposed to be <laughs> uh, somewhat uh, based on a uh, you know children's property that uh, actually is about imaginary friends coming to life later on in life uh right there for you. actually it's the opposite of that horror movie if you, you i don't i forgot what it's called they just they just debuted the trailer for it last week about imagine your friends that you, you forget about coming back to haunt you and uh come back to uh i'll, I'll look that up here while you <laughs> well, guys are talking about but it's movies
1: like that that make me anytime my kids are like talking to a wall or my dog barks nothing i want to call priests. so uh, right uh, <laughs> yeah it
0: terrifies me (laughs) so tell me your thoughts on if the actual family friendly movie that's coming out
2: i mean it it looks like it'll be fun
1: (laughs) yeah let's talk about the introduction for a second though did anyone get that it was an office call back like that was yes that's what my my
0: my daughter caught that right away because randall park was impersonating or implore portraying well, john
1: is it. no joke yes yeah.
0: and <laughs> ryan reynolds yeah. is calling him out on that and then uh yeah. but the, it's funny because steve carell is the voice of the yes. main imaginary friend in the movie with ryan reynolds is actually a live action ryan reynolds in the movie so that's what kind of got me on that
2: yeah yeah i, I mean josh i, I don't know I I, I, you, I I think it's gonna be fun i know imaginary, we both by the, the way.
0: Now, get this. Imaginary is the trailer, is the move horror movie that's coming out. So I just want to. And Imaginary
2: you. Friends is a family. Yes, uh, yeah. Allegedly family friendly. Yeah, just like bringing mean, out two
0: volcano family. movies. <laughs> yeah. In the same year. Yeah. yeah let's just keep funny. on viewing this, Hollywood. Yeah. Imaginary yeah. and Imaginary Friends. So, yeah. yeah. The
2: trailer was fun. I don't know. Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel about the movie. Uh, it wasn't on my radar before. It's maybe a little bit more on my radar because the trailer was so good um but you know we'll 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 see i'm kind of kind of up in the air on it i don't really feel too much one way or too much the other uh anything with ryan reynolds is 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 pretty is going to be funny and it's going to be kind of fun he's going to be he's ryan reynolds in every film so it's kind of that same quick-witted sarcastic um uh douche in in some cases like that's just kind of who he is uh, so, I, I'm not surprised he's got to continue to be that in, in these films. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a watch when it comes on stream, But I think this is one of the reasons why we're having so many issues going back to the, the movie theaters that we're seeing a lot of films that are not movie worthy, or not worthy of me going to spend the additional money because I've already got the streaming service. So, I'm going to go Carrell out and spend already additional doing. money.
0: And Steve Carell's already doing some voice work already because Despicable Me 4 is coming out this summer as well.
2: Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of, it kind of just goes to the exact point that we were talking about that you were kind of alluding to earlier with people not really going to the movies anymore. This is why Um, there, there's not, there's not anything huge and bombastic that we have to have a movie experience to enjoy. Unlike the end games or, or infinity wars, those are spectacles or even it's star Wars. Those are spectacles. There's something there that's visually appeasing and, I need to see that on a big screen. I don't need to see this on a big screen. I don't need to see most rom-coms on a big screen. I'm much more comfortable watching that at home because that experience doesn't really necessitate having this huge surround sound screen and theater and bass. And it's, it's just, it's not necessary. And with the dollar being worth what it is now, which is next to nothing, we have to be more
0: and also the Las Vegas Strip, or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. Josh, you're probably going to be saying something about uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is coming out May the 10th. Right around the Marvel movie time would normally be coming out. So your thoughts, my friend? Uh, I t- I did my my daughter was surprised when I told her we're probably into double digits now when it comes to Planet of the Apes films. If you consider all the Charlton Heston era films on that, so I think we're into double digits. If I'm not mistaken, it looks like it's more to the traditional Charlton Heston style of Planet of the Apes. So the the first reboot that was a Matthew Vaughn film, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah.
1: Think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm, I I have actually really enjoyed all of those movies. It's like
0: every decade. You have the ones in the 2000s. now you have the ones in the 2010s. And now you have the ones yeah.
2: in the. Return of the Planet of the Apes. Revise
0: okay. of the Planet of the
2: Apes. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> right. But they they stuck the landing with this one, and they they have kept it to it. Like even like the mm. cinematography. The way that the there's like a, a human ape. Um, let's get a long storyline that happens through it. I don't know. They've been continually interesting to me. Whereas like the Mark Wahlberg one, they're really trying to reenact like what was done with the original Planet of the Apes films, and it didn't really didn't really work. But like this this one, they took an old property and made it interesting again. And for that reason, I will go. I will actually go to the movie theaters to watch this new one.
0: I had a feeling yeah. you would, because I remember you you saying these years about how much an affinity <clears> you have for the uh, Planet of the Apes films. TJ, any thoughts on it?
2: You know, absolutely. Actually, my wife talked about how much she enjoyed the Planet of the Apes, so knowing that she enjoys it gives me a reason to go to the theater. Um, like Josh, I've actually enjoyed the last couple Planet of the Apes. I still haven't seen all of them, because as you mentioned, they're probably the double digits at this point, and I'm not going to, let me be very clear. But the last couple ones that I've seen, I've actually enjoyed very, very much. Um, even the one with the James Franco, I enjoyed that one too. Um, so, saying that to say, this is another one of those movies that, this is one of the movies that would lend itself to being very good at the box office, being very good in a theater, because this is a spectacle. There is something here to really uh, feast upon with the eyes and the auditory senses. So, I'm completely for uh, watching this one in the theater. And I'm, I know that she wants to go, so this one will be seeing in the theater right next to the Deadpool. I, I can tell you definitively, we're kind of going to at least two or three movies this year. So. that's that's
0: the kind of music they want to hear being that they're so far down across the board as an industry so we'll see what happens though but if you have thoughts on the trailers that are out and the ads that came out for this year's super bowl please let us know pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com well we have just under 10 minutes left and i truly appreciate tj johnson and josh the great peterson for joining me today but before we head on out guys I got a chance to watch all the episodes on Amazon Prime's latest big hit, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. I haven't finished it. Oh. The remake a reenvisioning of the movie, which <laughs> got together and ultimately has split up in real life, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Uh, this stars uh, Maya Erskine and probably what I've called, and I've, Josh has heard me say this before, one of the most talented entertainers that's out there in donald glover i couldn't believe i read he was 40. that makes yeah. me feel old when i read he yeah. was forty. i still think of him as like you know up and coming you know early to mid 30s early 30s and i'm just like he's 40 i'm like oh my god i'm old but anyways yeah. getting back to it i thought that for the most part it was really really good i thought yeah. the last episode was a little clunky but their relationship maya erskine and Donald Glover, yeah, you talked about real-life relationships. They took their real-life relationships as far as with their significant others and they put it into that script. The writing mm-hmm. and the conversation between the two, the chemistry between the two is what makes this work. Now, the rudimentary, okay, we escort this person or we kill this person or whatever, that's all rudimentary by the number spy stuff. But it's how they do it together or not so together with through the try the trials and tribulations like you would have in a real marriage is the key to this really being a successful show i do recommend it i i think that you should go out of your way to catch it it is one of the five biggest debuts for an amazon show ever and it's definitely going to get a season two if that's the case so big props uh to both maya Erskine and Donald Glover for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So Josh, I don't know if you have a chance to check it out yet. I know TJ says he's almost caught all the episodes, but not quite yet. Any chance you're checking it out, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, on Amazon Primes?
1: Uh I will be completely honest, I didn't even know the show existed until yesterday. So uh it I did I did add it onto my, my watch list. So I will be checking it out because it does look cool. I was a big fan of the original movie, so um yeah, I'll definitely watch it when I hopefully soon.
0: And I've also, with our last minute left, I've got a, I don't know, I I can't believe I'm saying this, an apology to Paramount Studios. They might have actually turned me around as a Halo fan. Oh my gosh, I wanted to ask you if you watched this. I'm glad you brought it up. Two years ago, I called Halo, that series, one of the worst seasons of television I have ever watched. Now, mind you, the first two, you've got a new showrunner, did a lot of different things. It's looking like it's heading towards the fall of reach, which again, you know, where are going to go to it? Which is fine, which is great. It's part of the lore. They've taken a lot of the side stuff out, which actually bogged down the actual original season. And they took a lot of that out and are focusing more on the military halo Spartan end of it, which was the actual best part of the series. And they're actually focusing on that more. And that's making it a much more desirable show. It's not perfect. By any stretch of magic. but it's actually watchable. Josh, Halo is actually watchable. How about that, my friend?
1: I know. I, I I watched both episodes last night, and I was sitting there thinking, "I'm like, this is um, this is not what the first season was. Like, this is kind of what I had hoped the show would be, and especially like the the way the Spartans were moving. Like, they definitely upped the CG budget quite a bit." I don't know how I'm feeling about the uh, the Oni guy, you know, because I feel like there's that
0: that standard, typical bad guy. you know. I know, know, but it's just like there's they got him like out of a book. That's part of the one thing
2: that's true. I know
1: there's too much backstabbing going on in in Halo right now. And I feel like that's kind of not what Halo is. Yeah. But I could be I could be wrong. I could be
0: uh, well, Oni Oni is always been categorized as a detriment a, to. The yeah, spark.
1: they've been a shadow bad guy, though, like in the games and the books, they've been yeah. a shadow bad guy. They haven't been like front and center like this guy is. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm curious because, like, you know, seeing the stuff with, with Halsey in the little prison room they got her stuck in. So and uh, what's his name? So, Saren, I think is that was that his name. Saren the 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 guy that lives in the rubble, the guy that got arrested for looking for Halsey. Oh so yeah.
0: Know. Yeah. yeah. The former Spartan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah so okay. I'm, they, I'm, I'm glad agree. because they gave him absolutely nothing to do in the season one that was pertinent or relevant, really good at all. Now they finally found something on as, as putting them in as far as maybe trying to connect the dots and putting him back in front and center alignment with the rest of the story. So yeah, that, that worked for me too. Go ahead,
1: Josh. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say, like the last thing I didn't see happening was the, um, McKee coming back. Like that was not. That was. Not, did you? I'm sorry. Did you watch the second episode? Yes, I watched it all. Okay. Yeah. So that was unexpected. But um, I don't know. I just like. I hope. I. I'm hoping. I'm. I kept imagining like, what's it gonna be like when the flood shows up? Like that's gonna be really cool. But hopefully, hopefully we get enough
0: seasons to get us there. I mean, I'm so far. I'm really liking this one tj any thoughts about getting some paramount plus i believe the code super bowl still works for a free month of paramount plus as of this recording
2: well we watched the super bowl off paramount plus so i so i i've got paramount plus and uh i did not uh put the second season of halo on my radar but you're this you two are the second group of people uh that i've heard talk about it in in a positive light i mean after that first season I mean, I, I was really done when they, they showed Master Chief out of the armor, so I was already kind of... Cable in car,
0: name. asteroids, yeah, and, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is not, hashtag not my Halo. Uh, hashtag I don't on, want to do yeah. with it.
0: He still has helmet <laughs> off way too dang much. I'll give you, know, you that. I'll give you that, but yeah. That's,
2: that's, that that's that movie star thing. That's the one thing I, you know, I, I don't know if you guys remember that movie Dread way back in the... The mid mid 20 uh, mid two mid twenty tens. I in. want to is say
0: Sly Stallone or Carl. No,
2: Urban? Carl Urban. And the yeah. reason I said that is because Carl Urban never took off the helmet. It was him under the entire time. He never took off the helmet because that's yeah. not that's the focus. Yeah, that's
1: what he said. I remember in an interview. He's like, "No, the movie's about dread. It's not about you know."
2: Who's yeah, ready. it's not about me. It's Carl Urban. So okay. I, I wish that. I wish that Seiberg. I wish that everybody who plays a character like that. Um, would take that mantle. I know Carl Urban did, and I think Hugo Weaving did it before that in *V for Vendetta*. Um, he played V, and you never once took off the mask, and so never knew it was Hugo Weaving except for his voice. Um, I think when you have characters like that, it's it's not about I'm getting a soapboxy, but it's not about the actor, you know. So when you have you know, not recasting T'Challa for Black Panther um, because of the, the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. It's not about the actor; it's about the role and what the role means to the to the rest of the world. It can't be based off this one person. Like ultimately, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has to has to recast Iron Man. Right? If they're gonna if they're gonna continue the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Iron Man was a big part of it. The same thing with Captain America. The same thing with all these other ageless superheroes because the superheroes themselves don't age. The actors that play them do, and that's fine. But it's not about the actors; about the character. So I wish that more properties, more studios recognize that it's not about the actor. It's not about who's playing it. It's about what they're playing, and the importance of the importance of that. Us never having seen Master Chief or John, uh, his face in the game or in the novels, there's a reason for that because it could be any of us. There doesn't have to be a face to the person. The whole point is we all could be under that helmet. We? we all could be under the mask. It shouldn't matter what the person looks like. So why focus on that at all?
0: Somebody should tell that to Pablo Schreiber. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I digress on that one. But is Halo? It's actually watchable so far. Is that the best way to say, it, Josh? Watchable.
1: I I would say yes. I'm cautiously optimistic about yeah. how the rest of the season's going to go.
0: I, I as am I, my friend. As am I. But we'll see if it doesn't go off the rails because it went off the rails and then some the first season
2: but <laughs> yes, we're given yeah.
0: another chance it is halo go ahead and check it out today on paramount plus as of this recording i believe super bowl the code gets you still a free month of paramount plus well my friends it's been a great episode talking super bowl ads commercials halo but any last <laughs> thoughts my friend before we head on out tj great to have you here my friend
2: yeah man we i, I, I miss josh so much this is this has been so much fun. It's not that, I, and I miss Gerald every time. Let me be very clear. I always enjoy being on, but I don't get to get on with Josh for So Whenever he's here, I'm just like, oh, it's, 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 "Hey, we got, yeah, it. we
1: got, we, we got to do it. this more often."
2: Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I would go
1: to the theaters to watch this.
2: <laughs> I would even buy popcorn to watch this, yeah. and I don't buy popcorn. I don't do that because then I get any more of my money. I would buy popcorn for this.
0: So for Josh the Great Peterson at happy and tj johnson it's gerald glassford thanks so much for watching listening it's another beautiful day in paradise right here
2: in the pop culture cosmos we thank
0: you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great